What's happening? I'm Jack Elliott and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold. Lord Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course better. All conquering East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road To sing my songs for the boys in black and gold I heard the stories about 1938 I was just a boy I knew I'd have to wait those broken dreams and what might have been at that stadium by the shore But those glory days of gold might return once more Hello, hello, how do you do? We are the boys from Newbayview and we're back with another episode of Glory Days of Gold Your East Fife and Scottish Football Podcast I'm Michael McCall I'm Lee Gillis. I'm Doug Perry. I'm Gordon Henderson. And let's see, all you listeners at home, if you can work out who's the most hungover today from those introductions. It was the Players Player of the Year end of season dance last night. I don't know what you call it these days. And I think a few of you were maybe partaking a little bit in some beverages to celebrate East Fife clinching a playoff spot last night. Is that fair to say by the looks of you? Yes. Thank you. Next. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't too bad. I'd behave myself. And Gordon, you weren't there, I take it, by the fresh face look that you have. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe I look hungover, but I actually wasn't there. But Yeah. yeah. No, you, you look lively. I mean, it's fine. So we're back to chat about what has been a momentous weekend for East Fife Football Club. We'll be chatting about clinching a playoff spot, the win over Albion Rovers, have a look around what's been happening in the lower leagues, who we could be playing in those playoffs, and we'll be back with all of that after we hear from this episode's sponsors. East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold. Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for every age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife Community Football Club. May's Mortgages are Fife-based mortgage and protection specialists. Our aim is to provide our client with high-quality, personal and friendly service. Our advisors have over 25 years of industry experience and have an outstanding record for sourcing our clients the products that suit their needs. Where we're different though, unlike many other brokers, from start to finish, we won't charge you a penny. Contact us via Facebook to find out more. So thanks as always to East Fife Community Football Club and Mays Mortgages for their continued support of the podcast, their continued support of East Fife as well. They've supported us. Go and support them. So yes, this is a a joyous podcast because obviously we shirk from bringing you bad news. We didn't do a podcast last week. That isn't why we we didn't do it. It was just availability issues that that we couldn't do it. But I think we did dodge a bullet in not doing that game last week, Lee. Do you want to have any quick comments uh, about that loss before we 
we get into anything else? It was shite. It was the tar- <laughs> Tartan Strip Derby. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think we wore our pink one, actually. I can't even remember. It was that long ago. Um, but no, it was not a, a feast for the eyes. Um, I, I must be honest. It was The, the football got in the way of, of what was an otherwise good day. I think, you know, I spoke a bit to Greg about it last night and he said that the pitch was was just so hard that we couldn't play the football that we, we like to play on it. Um, and... I mean, Dumbarton were very poor. I think I, I think a draw was a fair result last week, personally. Um, but yeah, um, obviously missing the penalty wasn't ideal either. Um, I think if I had we scored the penalty, we'd have probably gone on to win. But who cares? We're in the playoffs, so yeah. And it, it may even give us a look ahead as to who will be playing there as well and get our way around that. Anyone else want to make a comment on that Dumbarton game, or will we just move quickly on? Just move Move quickly on, yeah. So let us get into the game that took place yesterday. We're recording this on our Sunday evening. Now, I I will say I haven't been able to watch the highlights. Wasn't meant to be doing the show tonight, but my plans changed. And I was like, oh, I've got time to quickly watch the highlights. They're not up at the time of recording this, but I think that's fair because... The, a lot of people that are involved in putting it together were celebrating last night. This work and stuff got in the way, so they will be up later. So I'm relying on all you guys to, to tell me what happened. 2-1 win. East Fife over what could be a doomed Albion Rovers side. Were we worthy 2-1 winners, Lee? Uh, thanks for coming to me first for that one, Michael. Um, I think the second, the, the, you know, a game of two halves, Cliche is probably perfect here. Um, first half, we were terrible. Um, I think that the, the occasion, particularly um, probably with the younger ones in the team, perhaps overawed them a bit. I mean, Albion could have been out of sight at halftime easily. Um, if, if Bevan had his, his shooting boots on, it was 3-0 um, easy at halftime. So, um, Healy obviously gets his goal, brings us back into the game. And I, th- I just kind of felt like from that point, it was like a momentum shift. Um, obviously, I think the other big part that is kind of stuck in my head anyway is the alleged racial abuse of the goal scorer. I also think um played a big part in the change because he was having a very good game and you could see his head was, was visibly down after that. Um, so obviously you don't know what the, the little moments are that, that can swing a game, but second half I thought we were, were fantastic the way that we moved the ball um, was great I thought Trout and McManus had two brilliant games um, you know there was a few other players that all had good games I'm sure that we could do a, a non-important 3-2-1 at the end anyway but um, yeah on the whole um, probably just just edged it but I, I wouldn't say it was a comfortable victory we'll, we'll come to obviously that incident as well in a second a little bit more detail although details are quite scant on it but uh, Doug what did you make of the overall game clinched that playoff berth was it a game that filled you with confidence we can now go on and do something in the playoffs Um, I mean you'd probably say no based on the complete performance but I think the fact that they you know were struggling away and then came back and actually won is probably testament to where we are as a team just now but no I think Lee summed up pretty well I mean I mean not very well but pretty well um I I mean I didn't think we were good in the first half but I thought they were 
excellent, to be fair. Uh, their two wingers absolutely destroyed Steele and um, Newton at, at fullbacks. They were uh, having a torrid time, to be fair. Um, and I thought, well, certainly one all half time was was very harsh on them for sure. But but do you know what? It's uh, as I say, it's a good it's a good sign if you're not playing at your best and you win. And I thought I thought second half we were definitely the better team. So I think a draw would have probably been a bit fairer. But you know. We will not, um, yeah, we'll not worry about that too much. Yeah, we won't complain about that, Gordon. And it's like coming from behind as well. You always love to see that. And it shows the fighting spirit of this team as well because they're maybe being outplayed and they, their heads just don't go down. Yeah, definitely. It was really good for that point of view. I think it was, a, you know, it's not going to go down as a classic. Uh, it's not going to get spoken about for years, but it was a, it was a good kind of job done performance, I thought from us um, for the first probably 35, 40 minutes they were really on top um, and we were really, really lucky to just be 1-0 down but from that point on um, you know, it's good It's good to see that a team you know, they kind of get their head back up they get fight back into it and, and go on and, and see the win that we needed so I think that was and we've spoken before about particularly Dumbarton and also to an extent Sterling you know, they're not they're not teams that are wildly impressive every time you see them, but they kind of tend to grind out results. And I think that's that's kind of what a part of what you want to see. Um, and I think we showed that yesterday. I mean, two two very, very good goals from us to win it. Um, but it was probably a bit more of a kind of, you know, roll up the sleeves type performance. But good. We talked in some recent shows and we look at the bottom of the table and we, we spoke about the fact that Albion Rovers' goal difference for a team that's sitting at the bottom is like crazy. It's like one of maybe the fourth or fifth best goal differences in the league. From, from what you saw yesterday, Lee, does this feel like a team that's going down or do they have enough to either turn it around in the regular season or get the job done in the playoffs that's coming up? There's that sort of old adage, Michael, where they say that you know, you, you finish where you deserve to finish at the end of the season. And obviously I've seen Albion four times this season. I just don't think they deserve to be there. I really don't. Um, there's there's so much worse sides in the league. I think Stranraer are a worse side, even though they bodied us a few games um, and we got, what, three wins out of four versus Albion. I kind of felt they were a, a better side than their, their results showed. And to be honest, I think they'll, if, if it is them, obviously it's still um, a potentially Bonnie rig, but... I think either of those teams will give whoever wins the playoff um, a hard game. You know, there's, I don't think that there's a, a Kelty waiting in the wings. You know, I think Breakin are a good side, but obviously they're 1-0 down mm. um, in, in their playoff. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who it is. But, you know, there seems to be across a lot of the like the forums and the fans, etc. Don't don't want Albion to go down. Um, I just hate Cole Bridge. So you know, if they were if they were to go down, it's to me it's it's not a big loss from the from the leagues. But um, I think they don't deserve to, in in my opinion. You agree with that, Doug? Uh, wholeheartedly. I yeah. I actually, I would if it's Albion Rovers, I would be I'd be quite surprised if they lose the the final. Um, I think they've got potential. The sort of side that I could see beating, you know, someone quite comfortably in a leg, 
you know, they're, they're, you know, they've, they've shown it this season, but they've got like a three, four, five nil win in them. And, you know, but for some glaring misses yesterday, they, they could have been, well, should have been out of sight from us at half time. So, no, nah, I think, um, I think if they kept, you know, especially Riley fit, you know, for the, uh, for the playoffs, I, I think, I think they will stay up. I'd be surprised if they went down. There are team Gordon that, that's like, if we, just say, just for the sake of it right now, that they are the team that, that's going to go down. They're, they're a team, it's not that they're in terrible form. Because you look at their last five games and it's loss, win, loss, win, loss. So usually when you're seeing these teams going down, they're maybe scraping a point here or there, but they've had a couple of wins. They've had a couple of narrow defeats as well. I mean, they've got a tough game next week. They are playing Stirling Albion in the Albion Derby. Now, Sterling's not got anything to play for. You think they would want to finish the season going out with a bang, but they might give some of the fringe guys a, a little bit of a run out. Albion Rovers are at home. They do have to get the win, though, and then they're hoping that Bonnie Rigg don't get anything at all from their game, which is at home to Elgin. It's going to be tough for them, I think, to not be in that playoff position, but it does feel like they've got a really good fighting chance. Yeah, I, think I, I agree 100%. I think Albion Rovers will finish 10th now. I could see them beating Sterling in that way of, yeah, you know, Sterling have had a a pretty tough run in. They've won the league. You know, it, it happens that sometimes teams don't, even better teams who don't have anything to play for, they don't turn up. I could absolutely see Albion Rovers winning. The big thing for me is that um, the big problem they have now is that Elgin don't need to get anything against Bonnie Rig. Yeah. So those two could just play a nil-nil draw. They're both safe. Job done. I don't see Bonnie Rig losing that game. Um, I think you know when you when you look at this playoff, the pyramid playoff, the times where the lower league team has won it, it has generally been they've been up against utter utter guff. You know, a team like. You know, a team that's finished with like 20 or less points. They've just been terrible. They've been detached. Um, and Albion Rovers are not that. I think they're a lot better than some of the, the teams that have finished 10th in the past. Um, I mean, we said that even going back to the second game of the season, I remember us saying that we beat Albion Rovers, but they actually looked like quite a good team. Mm-hmm. I think from what I've seen of them, you know, if, if they had a goal scorer, and I'm not talking about a 20 goal a season striker but if they just had someone who could convert a lot of the chances that they make they'd be nowhere near 10th and I think you know they look a solid team um, in Riley they've got a player who I suspect Breakin and Spartans will not have come up against a player as good as that all season and I would I'd bet on Albinoers finishing 10th and I'd also bet on them winning the the playoff yeah, it should be an interesting one. The, the battle to get into that game, the first leg was yesterday and it was Spartans at home to Brecon. 90th minute winner for Spartans from a former East 5 player, Blair Henderson as well, albeit a brief spell here. But that's going to set up a tasty second leg. And Brecon got into this by a late, late win against Bucky as well. So it's like... The, the football gods giveth and then they taketh away with the, the late goals but sh- should be an interesting one if I can drag my arse out of bed in time I might even 
pay and watch the stream for that? Probably not. I had hoped to do that yesterday and I hadn't actually managed to, to get up because we'd just driven home from the, the Oregon coast the, the night before. When I went into the Albion Rovers website just to see if the highlights on their end were, were up for this, one of the featured news stories is advising people not to, to trust all social media accounts because there's been some parody accounts for Albion Rovers. So I don't know if it's Airdrie fans just making the most of it and like setting things up or if it's just other folk. I wouldn't be sad to see them drop out of the, the league, I've got to say. It's a shithole of a ground. It has seemingly improved a little bit from when I was there, but it's it's never been one of the places I've enjoyed going to. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what the record number of points that a team's finished bottom with. Oh, that's a good point. Because that like, this must like, be close, yeah. They could be I mean, pushing I'm, it, yeah. Because I can't. I'm, I'm trying to remember what, what what are they on like 30, 36? 36. Yeah, they're so on thirty six. Uh, Bonnie Riggs on thirty nine. I just say they they win next week and they're on thirty nine points and get finished bottom. Would be. I think that I think that would be a record. Uh, I yeah. I don't think anyone else would have got that. I'll look I into mean, that while we're while you guys are chatting about the game. So I can't offer too much on that side. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't be devastated if they went down. That's for sure. I just think. I don't know. I, do you know what it actually might be? If Brecon came up, I would be fine with that, like a little swap deal. The Spartans. We've already got Bonnie Reg Rose. There's just killed. We've got some real shit names now creeping into Scottish yeah. football. So that's the Spart- Spartans. Thing. Spartans also voted for Coke team, so fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that th- there's that. We'll come to that at the end because that's just left me shaking my head this week. I would have liked the Spartans to, to go up just because I think they were shafted years ago and they should have got in the league. And they, they didn't and they had a good setup there. And they've got a really good setup off the pitch, community wise, on the women's side. So it would be nice to see that go up. And a big fuck you to Craig Levine, which is always nice to do. I think um, if they just took the the out of their name, I'd be fine with it. What, the band? Yeah. They, were a, yeah. they were a good band. I really liked them. <laughs> the they were just Spartan. Generation. <laughs> yeah, if it had just kept with Spartans. But enough of that chat. Let's get into the, the East Fife chat now. But I just wanted to cover that off the bat so it was something I could talk about because I've paid an interest to this. But let's get into the game yesterday. And we will... We'll talk about the the incident off the pitch first of all. So after the goal, as mentioned, the, the goal scorer Metali has alleged that there was racial abuse took place. East Fife have issued a club statement tonight, and I'll I'll read the statement in full. As announced at half time during yesterday's game against Albion Rovers, the club has been made aware of alleged racist abuse directed towards an Albion Rovers player from the home support area. East Fife Football Club are carrying out a full investigation into the incident and encourage anyone who may have any information to please get in contact with the club. We are currently reviewing all CCTV footage and the club will take appropriate action against any individual or individuals found to be involved. We are an all-exclusive club, all-inclusive club, sorry, and incidents such as this will not be tolerated. I mean, Lee, there's not much more we can say at this point because there is an investigation. 
aside from if it is found to be the case, that's very, very disappointing. We've touched on this before yeah. on shows when we've talked about incidents here and that surely if someone's heard something, they will say something. And like if if it's been said, and, and it is an F because there's you know there's no smoke without fire, right? Um I hope who they are banned for life. This that's literally all you can say, you know, it's it's not the it's not becoming of what I would want anybody to do as an East Fife fan anyway, or or what I feel like the club stands for, you know, we're we're ingrained in the community, you know, and we're trying to encourage people and families to to come along. And and that sets us back ten years, mm. you know that if, that 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 for me it sets us back ten years. You know you you go you go back to the alleged stuff with Fozzie as well. You know all that sort of stuff comes into it. And 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 looking at it from a couple of different angles. One, if we were trying to attract any players of color to come and play for East Fife, why would they come? Yeah. If if they feel like that that that's potentially what our our base is like. We're trying to attract any new sponsors to the club or any new commercial partnerships. You know, will they be? Well, actually, no. Don't want to get involved in that because, you know, that's what we're hearing um, becoming of the supporters. So now, not not to tar all East Fife fans with the same brush because I'm sure it was one um, Egypt that's that's done it. But what I do hope is if there's somebody that's in the vicinity that's heard that, I hope that they take the, the advice that's in the statement report it and and let's get this kicked right out of the club as soon as we can yeah i feel exactly the same it's not a case of oh you're being a grass it's like come forward because this could damage the reputation of the club and it doesn't make it easier for sponsors as you say to come on board it is hopefully a one-off incident doug but i mean you hope that this has gone out of the game but it's it always it's always lingering in the background and we have had players of colour at the club and to increase our fan base, you kind of want to target the immigrant community as well to come in and you want them to feel it's a safe space and a safe environment. Hopefully it is just an asshole that's had a bit too much to drink and has said something stupid, but whoever it is, they do need to find them and kick them out. Oh, There's one thing that I have seen that that, that really angered me. Um, from on, on social media as them saying, ah, well, it serves them right or words to, of that nature. Yeah, I, I think I saw what you're referring um, to and I was like, Jesus. You know, for, for celebrating in front of us. I'm sorry, but there's absolutely no circumstances where racism is justified. And and by doing that, you're 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 justifying it. And it's, it's unjustifiable. Mm-hmm. Fact. Full stop. Because... You know, call him a prick, call him an asshole, give him a wanker gesture, any of that sort of stuff. Yes. You know, call him out based on the colour of his skin. Absolutely not. Absolutely yep. not. It's like when we had Baldy, if the opposition fans did that, if he celebrated in front of them, we'd lose our, our shit about it. But yeah, Doug, Doug. Yeah, no, look, I, I'll be honest, it really soured the game for me yesterday. Um, I kind of walked out thinking more about that than the fact that we've got the playoffs in many ways, which is, uh, you know, after the, the few months we've had on the pitch where we've been worried about where we're going to finish, it should have been a completely joyous occasion. Look, I think the guys, they were, I mean, it was pretty much directly behind me. Um, we've praised the sort of young team for their noise they're creating and the atmosphere. It's gone 
I've noticed that the last few games it's kind of gone from like young kids to kind of older teenagers who are, you know, a bit more, I don't want to use the word Ned, but I'm going to, quite a Neddy kind of uh, vibe about it. Well, funny you should say that because I've seen some of the videos and some of the vlogs that's going around. And that was when I saw one of them, I was like, oh, that wasn't what I remembered when I was there. But I think there's that thing creeping in the Scottish football, you know, lower light, that kind of the firm thing coming back. Yeah. It's 2023. For someone to get abused for the colour of skin is just a joke. It's embarrassing. Um, You know, with any, you know, whether it's, race or we talked about the sort of homophobic side you know with Xander Murray well yeah uh, we were just talking about that a few weeks ago and how good the support were in that regard yeah I just think as we say hopefully it's a nice little incident hopefully the guy gets found out or girl and is banned for life and good riddance them but you know it's uh it's just terrible in that section because if you've got so many young kids I mean there's kids who look back on these guys in the group that are singing and they're watching them more than they're watching the game because you know they're young and it's like oh this is quite exciting so you just got to be so careful you're Mm. you know loads of impressionable young people there at the game and that's not going to help so as i say you know hopefully it's uh it was isolated but but mainly hopefully if it has happened that the guy gets caught named and shamed yeah in some ways gordon if they can't identify the person or they can't show it's been said it's going to just hang around a little bit, which kind of makes it worse. And also, I didn't know what section it was in. And it doesn't matter whether it's a young person, a middle-aged person, or an old person. But it actually saddens me more to think it might have come from one of the younger fans. Because it's like, this is the future generation. And you think, oh, they've grown up differently. And like when I, I, I grew up in the 70s, and TV was full of like, racial stereotypes. And when you look back at old shows, racist stuff. And you think, oh, the country's come on so far since then. And hopefully we haven't now seen a swing that things are maybe going back the other way. Yeah, I think it's one of these things. I think it still has come on because the first memory I've got of racism at football is, you know, it's from the 90s. And you would hear it. You would hear Mm -hmm. it said pretty well. And there wasn't this attitude of it's unacceptable it was just stuff that was said and not said by one person. It was just acceptable. Um, so I think it has come on a long way. And I think it's worth saying that the attitude of the club are taking is the right thing. Yes. You know, it's there's an allegation being made. You take it seriously. You investigate it. If you can identify someone that has said something like that, then, yeah, hopefully you're looking at a ban, a lifetime ban. And that, you know, that would not have happened 30 years ago. Uh, It would not have been reported 30 years ago. A player probably wouldn't have even seen it as worth reporting 30 years ago. So I think it has, it has moved on that you're always going to get idiots and you're always going to get people who, who I think will look to say something that they know will get under someone else's skin, whether that's about race or sexuality or a personal matter. We've seen it where I think Brian Rice, um, was saying he was getting abuse from fans about uh, you know issues he's had in his oh, life. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Because yeah. I remember him it. doing a, that video recording in the car mm. and he was so distraught. Yeah, we've seen it with um, David Cox 
he's taken abuse for stuff that's happened in his life. You're always going to get, you know, one or two arseholes that will use anything to to sort of do, you know, what they see is like get at people. But obviously, um, you know, the club's stand should be that that's not acceptable at all. That's a line you don't step over. And if if they look for it and they find whoever has said something like that, then yeah, happy, happy to dish out a lifetime ban. And but like you say, if you can't, um, you know, sometimes you look at clubs and there's been an allegation, and the club will come back and say, well, we didn't find any evidence. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you always get a lot of people who think, ah, oh, but did they really? Um, but it, you know, it can be a hard thing. Like I think. If nobody's heard it, if you can't, if you can't find someone who's willing to come and say, "Yeah, I heard this said, and it was this yeah. person," then it's going to be very difficult for the club to do anything about it. Um, but if if it was said, there, I mean, you know, you don't want to doubt people that have made allegations. But you know, there's a the thing as well where, um, you know, hopefully, best case scenario is that it was just, you know, a bit of a mishearing or something like that. But if it wasn't then um, you know, hopefully someone will, someone will kind of come forward and say something because they should. Yeah. I, last time I was on the show, I'd mentioned that there had been an incident here where the New York players was alleged to have said a, a racial thing and they found out that he did and he, he was banned for six games. And you're thinking, in this day and age, why would you do that just at all? Terrace and pitch, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, I want to commend the club for acting quickly in it. And, yeah, has taken a little bit of a shine of proceedings. Hopefully they can find who it is or find out what was said or someone will come forward. And if you're listening to this and you know who said it, please do get in touch with the club. But let's move on to happier things because the game yesterday on the pitch saw East Fife secure at least fourth in the standings, but they have secured a playoff spot. In the build-up to this game, Lee, a few folk had sent me some stuff. I, I'd been listening. I don't know like who here remembers Nick Hancock from They Think It's All Over, obviously. We were on yeah. as these five fans singing yeah. the Cowden family on that show and stuff. So he kind of disappeared from, from view for a while, helped raise his family. So a couple of years ago, he came back with a, a podcast called The Sloping Pitch. And he does it with a guy that was behind... Is that about Bonnie Rig? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's basically about, uh, like their tagline is, they say that football is an even playing field. We know it's not because it's always the sloping pitch, which I love as a a title. So I've been listening to their podcast this year um, once I'd found out about it because I really liked Nick Hancock back in the day. But he does it with a guy that did a, a play called An Evening with Gary Lineker, which again, you guys may be too young to to know about as well. But they were talking about how East Fife were playing four far in the last game of the season and how right now East Fife were fourth, four far were fifth, but four for beat East Fife, four far would have been fourth and East Fife would have been fifth. So that's all moot now. But I got so much airplay and folk were sending me all this stuff this week about oh it's East Fife fourth and four far fifth and so fantastic stuff. But it all came to nothing because we did the job and four for bottled it. Yeah. Joy, joyous times, Lee. Very much, and 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 one of the things I've got written down in my notes is Greg has surpassed every candidate that people were shouting for 
to get the job. You know, people were screaming for Naismith. He took over at Steny, got a wee bit of a bounce, and then bottled it. Um, Sandy Clark obviously went to East Stirling, then ultimately Albin Overs didn't really do anything. Um, Aggie obviously came in as as a coach and is, is now going to, to Stranraer, but you know, want to shout out Aggie, two wins and two for him, and um, doing us a favour, beating Steny yesterday. So, you know, and like I've said a few times, you know, that's Greg secured the playoffs now, surpassing the expectations of a lot of people, a lot of people. And I think that there'll be a few people, Jim, an apology, or should they bought him a pint or a coffee last night because he was driving. But what a job he's done um, to turn turn their performances around. Probably kudos to the board as well for when the, the pressure was really on them to to get rid of him. They, they stuck by their man and ultimately they've been proven right by... By getting us in the playoffs, and you know, I was I was chinned by a, a few players and uh, coaching staff last night when I said at one point or somebody on the show said that we would I would have taken ninth when we were on that downward spiral, um, and also I said all season that I didn't think that we'd finish higher than sixth. So for me, it's it's, it's a great way to end the season, getting into the playoffs. If we do nothing in the playoffs, I'm actually okay with it. Like I would, I don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not one of these people that are like. I don't want to go up because we'll get battered. Fuck that. Like, I want to get up in the playoffs if we can. I want to see us get promoted as many times in my lifetime as we can. I could get hit by a bus next week and never see it again. So I would much rather see us go up the playoffs if we get battered every every week next week and, and every game next season, so be it. But, um, yeah, playoffs bound, baby. Oh, we're going to the playoffs. Oh, we're going to fuck the Barton. Are you still drinking from last night? Uh, no, this is um, diluting juice and not squash, as I have to call it when I, I'm talking to my English colleagues. I didn't think the Venga boys would make an appearance on uh, on Glory Days of Gold podcast, but they have. Who knew? Well, yeah, Cheeky they, Girls they, will clearly be next, I'm sure. Oh, let's hope so. I, I'll see um, what I could work on for when we East Fife are playoff bound. East Fife are going up. East Fife are playoff bound. East Fife are going up. Well, just to all the viewers, this will be the last ever show. Well, yeah. if we go up next year, we're getting fucking pumped every year. This I'm not going to be doing a lot of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Doug, playoff bound. Greg does deserve a lot of credit, especially because of that bad spell that he went in, which when we had him in the show said was smaller than our kind of thoughts of what the, it was and what we were meaning. But I mean, he's done a good job. Even a, a couple of weeks ago, it was still touch and go. And I, I did say it would feel like a disappointment now if we didn't make the top four. So we have done that. And I do kind of agree with Lee. If we don't end up going up, yeah, it'll be a little disappointing. But to have got this and to extend our season, it does make it feel it's been a good season. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was going to do a sign with Kel. I don't think he's done a good job. I think he's done a great job. <laughs> no, I... I like genuinely really really impressive um just i just i just love the way he speaks he just he just comes across so well even when you chat to him last night he's just a you know very seems a very intelligent guy and he's got just a good team around him and not on the pitch even off the pitch and uh yeah it, it's brilliant and like lee says if we if we lose comfortably in the semi-final of the playoff you know it's it's fine but of course you want to get promoted, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it was 
Alex, I was quite relaxed before yesterday. I think everyone forgot that we could also beat Forfar the following week. Mm. Even if we'd lost yesterday, it was still in our hands. So I was kind of, I was absolutely fine about it yesterday, to be honest. Can we universally agree that we want to chuck it next week? Yeah, I'd rather play Clyde and yeah, come back. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. said this to Greg last night. I'm like, Mon, just like put yourself up front or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, put me in goals. <laughs> I don't really mind. Uh, we, we, we're the front three for next week. <laughs> uh, exactly. The dynamic oh, trio. I'll buy that stream. There's a way for four for it to make some money. <laughs> Pace personified in that front for the Adelia. Um, but no, I, th- I think I think I'd, Clyde and Fairness have it. picked up a bit. I think Clyde have picked up form a wee bit, to be fair, in the last... I, I, I don't care if we finish third or fourth. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Greg, I mean, Greg's what... answer was, well, if, if it means that we had to play Dumbarton or... In, in the semi-final, he's like, if we got if they get to the final, we'll have to play them. He's like, there's yeah, a chance that we can yeah. have to play any of them. He's like, so does it matter at what stage? Are you prolonging the inevitable? And I'm like, fucking shut up and stop speaking so much sense, Greg. I just want to try and get me to the final. But, but um, yeah, I mean, apparently the, Clyde gave the pars a, a really good goal yesterday. But I still think for next week, play your French players. Do not play Fergie. Do not play Trout. And do not play anybody that isn't, you know, doesn't need to play because you anyone that any yeah. star guy you might want to rest, but anyone that yeah. has even the slightest knock, yeah, you just don't risk it. Even if you just feel a wee bit tired, bench. There's plenty of players who, you know, are are good players, but haven't, you know, haven't been playing every week. If they could do with some minutes, put them in. No brainer. Four, third or fourth really doesn't matter, I don't think. No. I mean, yeah, you want to go in with some momentum, but at this point, you still would have the momentum, I, I would feel. Mm, yeah. I wish we were doing this, like, on YouTube as a live stream or whatever, because I, you know how when you... I don't know if anyone watches, like, the Joe Lysett show that's on Channel 4 on a Friday night. He's got this spoof section of, like, GB News where they're making controversial statements and a celebrity reads something out and then something funny comes along the bottom. Like, Alan Carr can condones like racism or something like that so i would just have doug perry says greg mcdonald does not have a good team on the pitch that was yeah. your words he has a good yeah. team around him not on oh, the yeah. pitch <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, well okay we well, you know what i meant oh but that will be the sign by i take to to lead into the show <laughs> this week yeah fair enough fair enough on- just on the, the point of like expectations, I went back and I checked through Pi and Bovril. So at the start of the season, like everyone in the League Two forum does their, you know, one to ten predictions, the same way we did. You know how many people had his five in the top four? Zero. Yeah. Yep. And that there's some guy, I think a Stranar fan or something, he went through every prediction and added up the points and stuff like that. And he was like, Okay, here's like the average league table of everyone's predictions. And we were eighth, just above Elgin and Albion Rovers. So you know, it's not the most scientific thing, but that's League Two fans looking at, you know, our team, our squad, form for last season and going, nah, you guys are going to be shite. A few a few had us 10th, a few had us 9th. So in terms of beating expectations, I think you've got to give a lot of credit because ultimately that's a pretty good, for me, that's like a good kind of thing to hold yourself against. What do people expect you to do? What did you do? And we've finished quite a bit higher than people were expecting. So pretty good. Get it fucking up, Peter, all of them. <laughs> I had a quick look 
while you guys were chatting as well at Scottish League 2 over the years and whoever's finished bottom for the playoff thing. So when Cowden finished bottom the season, they didn't go down when they won the playoffs of 2016-17. They were bottom on 35 points and the rest are all in the 20s and stuff. Just going back to what we were saying. At, actually, East Stirling, they were on 32 as well. So yeah, if Albion Rovers or Bonnie Rig finish bottom, it's going to be the highest bottom total for any team. And the Crows had 33, so yeah, a couple in the 30s, but this is still going to be the highest. Let, let's get into the game a little bit. Fell behind. Nah, Lee's saying we don't care. Fell behind. Equalised. Jack Healy. Screamer. Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Lee, Lee, do you want to say something nice about Jack? Always. Yeah. Um Literally, um, before he hit it, I was like, don't hit it, Jack, don't hit it, yes! <laughs> so <laughs> I did my did my usual negative Nancy, but, you know, I actually probably say yesterday was his best game in an East Fife shot across both halves, thought he did defensive stuff well, thought he made the right decisions, scored a really good goal, was a nuisance to their full-back whole game. Fair play, well done, Jack. Did uh, I, anyone, uh, anyone I see Sorry, Gordon, please, please go. Oh, just a question. Did anyone see Charlie Riley cutting for the left on his right foot and attempt to Jack Healy and just fire it halfway up the hill? That was good. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than the token. Way! Oh. Guy, it's great. I, I watched, very quickly watched uh, a little bit of the Evil Twins play today in the Cup semi-final. And the boy Sakala had one where he cut inside and sliced it so much it went out for a throw-in. Superb. There's no, there's no better thing. Uh, I, I turned when Healy got the ball out wide. I turned to Ewan Mass next to me and I went, "All right, come on, Jack. We need someone special for me here to get us going." And then he just top binned it, and I was like, "That's the boy." Um, another incredible strike. Uh, you know, and there was a couple of the guys at the awards last night suggesting that the keeper might have done better, but it, it looked like a hell of a strike from where I was. Um, no, and, and completely against him on a play and was exactly what we needed, to be fair. And I think I alluded to it earlier, it changed the game. Because you just you seen them a little bit like shell shocked by that. Because and, and how many times has Jack done that this season? You know, he's just picked up the ball from, from nowhere and, and rallied in the, the top corner just, just when we needed him to, you know, he did it against Stranraer, he's done it against Steny twice. Um, you know, and he was and Keeping on the, the Jack Healy love train for an, another sentence is they played the, the goal of the season awards last night. I felt really sorry for him because he probably should have had five of the six picks. Um, however, they limited it to one goal per player. Oh, oh that's stupid. But, yeah. They did it specifically because of Jack Healy, isn't it? Like every or 90% of them. I, I think I made the joke five months ago, you know, it was going to be the Jack Healy goal of the season awards mm-hmm. because. You know, he doesn't score tap-ins. But... That, that is a stupid thing to do. You've got to pick your best goals of the season. Yeah. Like, what, what if you've got a, a guy that's a 20-plus goal striker and the other guys have maybe got one or two in his tap-ins and penalties? You can't yeah. do stuff like that. It was Latan yeah. Ibrahimovic going overhead kicks to the halfway line and stuff. You're like, nah, sorry, Latan, you've had one. Yeah. I, um... I was at the, the British Columbia Amateur Cup final last night. Oh, and it was like 
<laughs> yeah, so we've got it's BB5 uh, United taking on Croatia. Not the country, just the I was local team. Honestly, raging. I was meant to go to that as well. Oh, I, it's okay. I've filmed it. I've got highlights that will go up on YouTube. Please, please send it to me. But it's in stoppage time. It's tied at one apiece, and this guy gets the ball in the six-yard box, and instead of just turning and shooting in, he tries a bicycle kick and skies it over. Oh, it's like fucking hell! You could have won a cup final, but just turning around and shooting. Another another wee thing about Healy as well. Before he scored the goal, he also. He was in that position again, but he, he went to the byline, cut it back, and it was yeah. a really good cutback. And I think that's a really good thing because, you know, then you get the defender guessing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's so good at cutting in, but if the defender knows you're going to do that every single time, it's going to be harder. But if you mix it up a wee bit, you'll just be turning them inside out. Um, that was good. Michael, did you did you like Gordon's very subtle... Um... Okay, let's get back to talking about actual football instead of the harvesters versus the hurricanes. Um, is it the BB Five? Is that the robot for Star Wars? Um, it, it's so Michael does have a touch of C three PO about him. <laughs> you won't be laughing when I tell right you. Uh, it's called BB Five because after they won the provincial title in twenty nineteen, one of their players died in a car crash. And his name was Brendan Bassey, and he wore the number five shirt. So they oh. renamed the team BB5 in his honor. Normally, I would say, uh, oh, actually, but do you know, I actually think that's also shit. No offense to the boy that died, but you don't change your whole name of your club, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Um, well, they actually... were called CCB before. Oh. <laughs> It was that Colin Cameron's <laughs> city center city breakers, right? Fuck this, right? Um, <laughs> I was speaking to Jack at the awards last night, and I said to him, um, "Just keep remembering to have the occasional shit game because otherwise you'll not be here next year." And he was Which like, "I, I don't want to be here next year." <laughs> Gillis just criticizes me for everything I do, <laughs> but I think um, it's totally true. I mean, he's getting to the point now where. I would be surprised if he's here next year. I don't. I just don't see why someone wouldn't take a wee chance on him. At a probably he's, pretty cheap. He's contracted for next year, so we would get a fee. He has the half to get It'll um, still be cheap, though. It won't be expensive. Yeah, we're not talking probably double-digit millions. Probably just single. Unless I, Newcastle want him. I, I think he'd be lucky to get fifteen grand from. Oh, I think say million. That's like that's pushing it yeah. a bit. <laughs> Get that Saudi oil money rolling in. We'll take it here. Another man that probably, I think it's fair to say, will not be here next season, Alex Ferguson. Well, it's, it's not even funny how good he is. Match um, winner, loads of awards last night for Player of the Year. Not all the awards. Some of them are a little odd. But uh, Alan Fleming, Player of the Year. Decent enough. Yeah, I, I can't okay. I can't take that away from Flynn. He made some when we were getting pumped yeah. all the time. He, I mean, he made really, really important saves to keep us in games. And he came, he, oh, sorry. There you go, Gordon. Honestly, yeah, he came. I, he, I, came I, he came third in our uh, Player of the Year. Yeah, thing, that's, so that's not, fair. Not far. Um, yeah, I think Flynn. I, I could see why he got it. I can't see why he got it. Um, I think Aaron Steele was kind of robbed a little bit. I would, I, I would yeah, thought that get maybe Steele would have picked up something, but um, he got a second. Oh, well, maybe if, if they went clubbing afterwards, maybe he did. 
<laughs> but um, no, I think um, Fergie again was was outstanding yesterday. Um, he's just such a good player, and and I, I went back because Doug um, mentioned something last night in the podcast, and I listened to um, one of our earlier shows today where I'd said, you know, that I'm not really seeing what Fergie brings to the team at this point, and Doug said, and I quote. I can. There's a player there, and I would just like to give Dougie's his moment in the in the spotlight. You know, on on this show, ticker tape again. Got, Lee Gillis admits he knows fuck all. Oh, it's essentially been proven right over the last three years of doing this show. That's that's the case, you know. Um, but uh, you can't take it away from Fergie. His goal yesterday. We'll just move to that now. Mm. What a finish that is! And. I don't even understand it because it's almost like a chip, but it wasn't a chip. It was the, it was just a top drawer finish, and there's there's not a hope in hell we have him next year, not like none zero like, and particularly if if, if uh, St Johnson end up in the the championship, he will be their midfield in their midfield next year. Um, if he doesn't, I'm going to call it now and say he'll go to Arbroath, just like all our other lone players do. Um, that's that's inevitable. I made that joke to Greg last night and he laughed because I think he probably knows that that's the case as well. But, you know, one of the things that I've written down here is, is he our best lone player ever? I, I think when I messaged you guys about that, mm. I think Gordon's Jason Kerr shouts fair. Yeah. At I least he, at I, least up there. At least up there. Yeah. But I think Kerr was a very, very good one. Yeah. Season yeah. long as well. Two, two season long, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. Jack, Jack Hamilton would be up there, I think, if he'd replicated it over a season. But yeah, those, yeah. those two. I, I, for me, like the this four names that you would throw in, and Tam McManus is the fourth one, because yeah. he carried that team for so much of it. And we had our little face masks that we wore at the, <laughs> the gate last game at Boghead. I but, think Ferguson's. I think Ferguson's next move, if it's not, I think it will be with St Johnson. It definitely should be. He certainly wasn't speaking a squad. Well, new regime in there now, so I mean, you yeah. don't know what direction they're going to go and if they're going to more go on the youth side. And I mean, also you don't know what division that they could end up playing in, but probably will be. Realistically, I think if if they stay up, which I guess they probably will. Yeah, I think they will. It is, you know, when you look at the number of young players who get starts in the Premier League, it is basically nothing. And I think if I was St. Johnson and if I'm Alex Ferguson, you know, I would rather, I'd be looking to get you out into the championship runs, sitting on a bench at St. Johnson. He's not, he's probably not going to break right into their first team and hold down yeah. a place there. If they go down to the championship, I agree, he'll probably yeah. get a good, good crack of the whip there. I tell you, I think the thing with, with Fergie is he's still that little bit lightweight. Mm. Um, you know, he's, I think he's still got to, as my, you know, my granddad would say, you grow up, he's still got a wee bit of filling out today. Um, not to me because I was fat, but, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, he's just got that sort of physicality still to bring to his game. But he's just, he's so clever. Um, you know, the what is he, 18, 19, something like that? He's ridiculously talented um, for that age, ridiculously talented. And I think that it's definitely fair to say that when Troughton moved back to that position, it changed Fergie's season, 100%. And maybe the influence of Scott Agnew as well, I don't want to to undersell Aggie. Um, But literally, I think the the change that we've seen in him 
was um, when Greg came in. So I don't know. Mm. There's, there's loads of, obviously, common well, denominators. But It'd be interesting. I, I, I'd genuinely like us to get a chance to sit down with him at the end of the season if he's up for it and just have... It doesn't have to be a full three-hour chat with him like we do with the other guys because there's not a lot very, of his career to Very shy into. lad, I think, Fergie. Uh, very, 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 we very co- shy. coach I mean, it out with him. Packet of sweets, yeah. coach out some stuff. You're not allowed to do that anymore, Mike. Ah. Um, but yeah, like we spoke to Fergie last night when we gave him his award, and he was just like, "Thanks." Um, you know, it was, um, I, I, he looks I, like I, a child. He looks like a child. He'll yeah, he'll sure. open up, but we'll break him down with chocolate digestive questions and jam, and then he'll be just talking for <laughs> hours. Greg will have him well versed. We yeah. can get him and Greg on, and we can say, yeah. "So, d- what, what do you think uh, about your gaffer? Did he turn your season around?" Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I think I think that's pretty much how that would go, but um, like a hostage no, fair, video. Fair, fair, fair play, um, um, outstanding season. Deserves all the awards. I think he got four last night. I felt sorry for the boy who had to be going out to his night out last night, like an octopus trying to carry everything. Um, so I hope, I hope he goes on and does great things. And yeah. I think one thing that we are like with five fans is, or, or certainly the these five fans aspect is, you then go on to follow their career. You know what I mean? So you'll go on um, and, you know, like Jason Kerr, I still check to see how he's doing with Wigan. I see if Joe Baldi's playing for, for our growth. You know, you, you follow how they're getting on. Um, so, yeah, good good luck to him. He's definitely now one of ours. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, some, some players, when they move on, you don't give a fuck about it. But... Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Others, it's like him. Anything else you want to say about the game? Um, no, not really. It's amazing, I, but I mean, I'm 42 now. When I have, when I have no. a few beers, you that young? To, yeah, when I have a few beers, I tend to forget a lot of the day's events. So it all feels a bit, <laughs> um, it all feels a bit jaded, to be fair. But yeah, that will do for the game. Okay, that's fair. And you haven't even had a chance to watch the highlights back. Exactly. Let's do the. I was going to say the, the last three, two, one for this season. Are we still going to do it for all? I guess we'll do it for all the games, even though we've given the award out. Let's do your three, two, ones from yesterday. Who wants to kick it off? Doug can't remember anything, so. Gordon. Oh, I really hope you weren't going to come to me. All uh, right, Lee. Um... <laughs> I can go first if you want. Yeah, because I always go to Lee and he's like, I wish I hadn't come to me. So I thought, I'll go to Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I said he had his best game um, and his five shot yesterday, so three points Jack Keeley. Two points I've actually given to Fergie and one point I've given to Brogan Walls, who we haven't talked about, but Greg made a, a bold decision and took Shivoni off yesterday, who wasn't having a, a, a good game. You know, it's, it's been a few for, for Shiv, um, not really seen the, the best out of him. Making that sub changed the game for us yesterday and I thought Brogan Walls was fantastic. Honestly, they, that that boy's another one that's got a, a massive future ahead of him in the game. Um, I think we've still got him tied down for another year. Um, I, I mean, our midfield next year, if we can convince um, McManus and Trouton to stay, you've got uh, Trouton, McManus and Walls, you know, plus hopefully the likes of Pat on the bench or Kieran Miller on the bench, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we've got potential nucleus of a very good squad next year. Can we tie... Fergie down for a year, but like literally, like just keep him locked in the basement <laughs> and let him out on Saturday afternoons. 
I had a joke. Johnson, we don't know where he went. Yeah. <laughs> Lost him. I had a joke written out because I thought like I was going to announce who won the award last night, but that's not how it went. But I basically said, what did East Fife, Manchester United and Black Eyed Peas have in common? We won't Thank be the same since Fergie left. Good one. I didn't know she'd left Black Eyed Peas, but there we go. Right, which one do you two want to do? I'll, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I, I pretty much agree, to be fair. Um, next. No, I, uh, I thought Brogan Walls actually did change the game. And again, like I was just saying, I just remembered that now when Lee said that. Because I remember the game thinking, ah, he's changed his game a bit here. Um, so I'm going to give him three points because I thought the first half was pretty forgettable apart from Healy's uh, moment. I'll give Jack two, uh, just as Lee said, an all-round good game and a hell of a goal. And yeah, one to Ferguson because he's, I love him. It, it came across when you, when you got the audio from him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fairly similar, Healy three points, Ferguson two, and I gave the one to McManus. There we go. So have that's I mentioned it. that Conor McManus could play football with his, his baffies on? Have I mentioned that? Yeah, a couple of times. Couple of times. What a player. Honestly, what a player. That's all done and dusted in terms of making the playoffs. It's whether we now finish third and play Dumbarton, fourth and play Clyde. We've talked about that, so we won't dwell on it. But it's, it does feel... like I, I don't think Dumbarton are any great shakes and I think we do have a chance against them it's like I wouldn't be building them up and in some ways maybe it would be better to get them out of the way just in case that there is that mentality of oh we're playing Dumbarton and we struggle against them that said though if Dumbarton's in the playoff final and fuck it up like the pressure's on them because uh there was so much fanfare at the start of the season about them bringing players in and they were the takeover bid because that fell through, didn't it, in the end? It didn't actually yeah, happen, I if I remember so, yeah. right. I think it did, yeah. I, I, I think, I reckon if you look at those four teams, you know, I just think there's very little. I don't think Clyde will be as bad as everyone thinks. Um, you know, I think they've definitely picked up a little bit of form in the last, you know, three, four games, which maybe not on scoreline or points gained or whatever, but apparently they've been playing fairly well. I don't think there'll be, you know, any walkover. And I think there's not not a lot between the other three. I think Annan in my head would probably be the favourites. Um, just well, mainly because we can't seem to do very well against them. Mm. But, you know, other teams obviously have been able to. Yeah, I would quite like to avoid... And in all round, so if they can get knocked out can, at some point. Can we talk about the dream? Because this is a dream. Remember a couple of years ago when we raised the money because Clyde and that whole COVID fiasco. Oh, yes, right? we got fined. Yes, the dream is battering Clyde over two legs in the playoffs, playing Dumbarton in the final, a shite nil-nil in the first game. The worst game you've ever seen in your entire life, don't care, nil-nil. And then a Kenny Duker-esque last minute goal to win the playoffs. Ryan Wallace, Ryan Blair, Brett Long fall to their knees in devastation and crying on the pitch. 
And I just, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, episode of South Park, Scott Terriman must die. And he convinces, uh, and he's killed, he's put uh, Scott Terriman's parents and ground him up in a chili and he's crying. He's like, oh, yummy, the tears of unfathomable sadness. That would be me. I would literally be the Cartman in that situation. Same size before somebody says that as well. Can the, it would be better if it was a Ryan Wallace own goal. That's oh. what I was thinking. That's oh. what I was thinking. But could, <laughs> could, the, could the first game be nil-nil, but at least be exciting? I know, because it's like, it would be a home. Uh, no. I, I'm not yeah. going to be in the country for the, the final, which is devastating. Uh, I'm, 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 I'll be there for the both legs of the semi, but I won't be there for the, for the final, which is pretty upsetting. What, what country will you be in? I'll be in Miami, which ah. I don't know if that'll massively help because it'll be a that'll be like two forty-five for the evening kickoff in the afternoon. But you have to jump on the podcast so we can see that the East Five podcast recorded across three countries. Uh, yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely try and do uh, something along those lines. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's a, something to have an issue with as opposed to getting mm. beaten the same. Are you going to take in an Inter-Miami game? Uh, no. Okay. okay. MLS, remember. Unless Ryan Gold's played. Yeah, he's not having a good year. <laughs> Ever since I started the joke about him playing for Canada, he's been pish. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that, that is it for this job. We'll see what next week brings and what the playoffs bring. Some other things, just before we kind of round off, I just want to talk about looking uh, around the leaks. The man that did the damage for Sterling Albion yesterday that helped clinch that playoff spot was another former East Five player, Greg Spence. Again, albeit a brief kind of spell here, but it seems to be East, ex-East Five guys doing us the favour so perhaps it could be a Ryan Wallace own goal that gets us promoted. Scott Scott Agnew stinks Stenny. Mm-hmm. And Greg Spence gets the win against Forfa. So, surely a Wallace, surely a Wallace penalty shootout. Yeah. Oh, and a miss. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Aye. I mean that yeah. would be highly. Oh, yeah. I thought that's I thought that's where you're going with the nil nils. Like, you know, two stinking nil nil games, penalty shootout. No, five four to us going into the last Dumbarton penalty. Wallace skies it. That's that's orgasmic. Ryan Blair would run up to take it and still pass it backwards. Useless bastard that he is. <laughs> I want to finish by chatting about something we just briefly touched on there, which was Lowland Lowland League again, voting for the Colts teams and basically shutting off promotion relegation to more teams which yeah, I, I don't know how they're allowed to do that and how the authorities just don't step in and mandate it for the good of the game and like reorganize the pyramid or just say to them okay well if that's how you want to be then we're going to put these other leagues on the same level as you and then you'll I mean, have an end of season playoff you've hit the nail on the head the authorities are not interested in the good of the game they're not interested in the working pyramid they work entirely for two clubs, and that's it. And they don't give a shit about anything else. I mean, prove, prove me wrong. That's... Yeah, no, that's a pretty good summation, really. Uh, I literally was just about to say that's that's uh, that is exactly what it is. And I, 
I would be amazed if any of the clubs in the our sort of leagues vote for it. They should, certainly shouldn't. And if they do, they should have a very good reason for doing it because I just don't see what the benefit is. The only the only thing I think is it means that that sort of threat of relegation maybe is less for the certain teams. But I just think you the, the scourge that Rangers and Celtic have put on every other club really in Scotland, you know, is so strong and they're just it's just like two big bullies in a school and they'll do whatever they want. And and to even think that that would go through is yeah. Yeah. But I mean the conference the conference league, it's it's like half real teams and half cult teams. Yeah. I mean that sounds absolutely fucking shite. Mm-hmm. Half of your games would essentially be friendlies. Um if if he's Pfeiffer in that league, I mean, if if we voted for it and we went into that league, I think I would have to seriously consider where I where I'm when my dumb was Scottish football. Um I would not go and see his five in a league like that. I wouldn't yeah. go to that. It, it's actually a similar reason why when the, the whole Challenge Cup thing, like when you get like a St. Johnson B or Hamilton, it's like what's no. I've never been two- to one of those games and I never will go. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I would certainly not watch his fife in that league. I wouldn't have no interest whatsoever. The thing with it is, the more Colts teams you let in, say they filled the top four, six, eight spots, but you've still got a team that's going to go up and be in a playoff final. So you could be having the the sixth or the eighth team that finishes in that league. Yeah, and you could relegate a team that finished fourth. Yeah. They could somehow get to a playoff final, fluke their way through a couple of games and get in the Scottish League. And what, what you see in the Lone League as well is that the, the, the quality that those Colts teams put out varies massively from week to week. Mm-hmm. So if they've got a big European game, none of their good players play. Yeah. So you could win the league because you, you play shite Colts teams because they've got nothing to play for. It's just a joke. But all get they're doing is... fucking see, honestly. Yeah. All get they're doing, though, is developing players for the big teams that then don't break into the big teams like you look at the Rangers Celtic game today and you look at all the standout talent that isn't Scottish yeah so they're just they're hoarding talent yeah they've had two seasons now right so they've had Rangers and Celtic have had two seasons in the Lowland League so between two clubs that's four seasons how many players have come through those Colt teams zero but but that should be that should be the caveat to it. It should be a case of, right, we'll agree to this, but you have to, I mean, and it would never happen, but you have to play X amount of, you know, your guys that have, you've gone through the B team in your first team or first yeah. team squad the following season. But they would obviously never do that because they'll just buy, you know, they'll buy Dungeon United's best player and never play him or they'll because they've done that for decades and it's crap. So if it was a case of going... You know, for the Scotland national team, it would be great to have these young kids playing. Fair enough, but Rangers and Celtic don't play them. You know, Christ, Celtic seems Japanese. Just, just yeah. give them their own Colts league. Yeah, away from the pyramid. That's yeah. fine. But, but they, and, they and, have and, they have a league. That's the thing. But well, they've had let, leagues in the past. Let let all these joke clubs like Cowden Beath, who actually voted for it, you go, go and play Rangers B, Celtic B, Hibs B, whatever you like. You go. Just stay with, stay there, and let us get on with it. If you yeah. get out, get out of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, Gordon. If it came to that, 
and we were playing the teams or, or they quote teams enter our league, I think I'm done. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not here for that at all. Like if, yeah, if you're so, going to watch that level, it's like go and like watch a proper club then at that level, like a Thornton yeah. Hibs or a Glen Yeah, go, or, go and find an East of Scotland yeah. team to watch, yeah. yeah. I think my, my, my final thing on that would be a message to the board and say, please don't vote for this, because I think for, remember the fact that we're a club with history and that, you know, we've been in these leagues for a long time and don't make this Scottish football more of a joke than it already is. So, yeah. I really, really hope there's no consideration for East Fife agreeing to this at all because I think that would be embarrassing. I mean, a few a few clubs have come out and said that this is basically a joke and we will not vote for it. And I mean, I would really like to see East Fife doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we rejected it the last time. So I hope that that precedent stands. I, I just feel sorry for... The, the clubs that's trying to to do something and like you can have a go at Darvel for spending all the money and all clubs like that but at least they're trying to do something but they can't they're, they're getting blocked as to how far they can go like Auchinleck Talbot are a great club rich history they're the kind of clubs that you want in the Lowland League battling to try and get into that so if they are going to fuck about just say okay well we've got the Lowland League the Highland League Let's have a West of Scotland league as well, and you're all at the same tier now. Uh, again, Ochen oh, oh, Lake Talbot's another crap name, though, and that's that's my issue. <laughs> and there you is know. a lot of flower, flowery well, ones out there. But as you well. can you can imagine, like Jeff and the boys or whoever's presenting it, and they're doing the full time scores. It'll be Ochen Lake Talbot, and you know, it's just, <laughs> what about Dundonald Bluebell? Exactly, Skates Primrose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's let, let that's what we think about. Galafiridine, Peterhead Pansies, <laughs> Caledonian Braves. <laughs> that is a total MLS name. Eh? <laughs> yeah. It's like a rugby team, I've got to say. Yeah. I, the last thing I'll say in it is, like, I've been a big fan of non-league football for years, and I've gone down and watched tons of games in England. How the English system is set up is fantastic. Yeah. And it's like it's the perfect way it should be, and they don't say, yeah, let's have all these cult teams going into the conference or the National League from the, the Premier or whatever. And it's like, they do it properly. And whether you like or hate how Wrexham have done it with a big influx of money, over here, that has captured the imagination of folks so much. And it's got folk talking about, oh, wouldn't it be good to have promotion relegation over here? It'll never happen because you're paying 250 to 300 million to get a team in MLS to begin with. So stuff like that's not going to happen. But in Canada, they're trying to have a like reorganize and have a proper pyramid, and eventually, in five to ten years, have promotion relegation as well. I, I saw I saw Rob McElhenney a, a little clip for them, and he was he was talking about like oh when he the first time that he he saw about football over here, he was like I was looking at league tables and it's like clubs can go up, they can get promoted, they can get relegated. This blew my mind. He's like. Yeah, that's the whole point. Uh, I mean, so I've often said like it's almost embarrassing the way that we just try and copy, you know, the way that when England called it the Premier League, the Championship, League One yeah. and League Two, we just did it a couple of years later. That is embarrassing. But please, please just copy their pyramid. Yeah. Because it's actually good and ours is shit. Um, the, the thing that we've, we've, we've hashed on, I mean, we're, we're coming up to three years on this podcast, right? And the thing that... We've, just, we've, just this one episode. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, we've said that you know, the, the best thing to do is just to restructure the leagues. If you want to make the leagues more competitive, you want to make it a more attractive package, don't have your 10 teams in a league that you play four times a season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's mind-numbing. You know, I, I don't mind reorganising the leagues and, and bringing in, you know, the top half of the, the Lowland League and the Highland League and then making, you know, three banks of however many teams below the, the Premier League. You know, they're, they're like you said, you guys have said, you know, the, the two up, two down, or the, the, the two up and a, a playoff is, is how it should be backed. I mean, the, yep. the top league the top league in Scotland will never be more than teams than it is now, but the, the divisions below could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, keep it at 12. Not, you know, top league 12, fine. But we should have bigger leagues underneath that. Um, you know, we could end up playing Dumbarton six times this season. Yeah. Yeah. Not including, not even including cup games. It could be yeah. more. Um, that it is ridiculous. Bigger leagues, more promotion. You know, if you win your league, you go up. If you finish bottom, you go down. Like, I, I don't see the problem with that. And let clubs that actually have ambition, whether, whether it's from an influx of money or whatever, but at least let them oh. have a chance to do something. Because yeah. if you're a club that has, you look at some of those clubs in the Lowland League, they've got no interest in going up. They just don't want to go down either. They just want to exist. The thing is, the smaller leagues, I mean, I've, I've, I think I mentioned this before when we last talked about it, but the problem with smaller leagues is that as a manager, you can't really take any risks with team mm. selection. You can't mm-hmm. really, because you, it's too cutthroat. So Yeah, and you, you know, can't maybe I, develop the young guys the way you would want. Well, it, Exactly, and that's why, I mean, our, our league this season is a perfect example of that. You know, you, you can. I mean, how quickly you've gone from being like, oh, shit, we're going to get relegated to, oh, we might get promoted. Mm. You know, so yeah. but at least in a big season, if you're kind of mid-table and you're, you, can, yeah. you can start playing whoever you want and give kids a chance to play and stuff, which obviously we're the slight difference this year, but you imagine that with like Aberdeens and Harps and Hibs, if they had a big league. They could play so many more young up-and-coming kids, but they can't risk it. I mean, in the championship, you're going to the last day of the season and Wraith Rovers are the only team with nothing to play for. Yeah. Like, that is exciting. Mm -hmm. But you want a size of league where, you know, ideally, there's maybe a handful of teams in the middle who, they know they're not going up, they know they're not going down. You don't want everybody just in this frantic fucking chaos of maybe we'll go up maybe we'll go down we lose a couple of games oh like that's it's you know there's a lot of tension in it but it's, it's not ideal you want it to be slightly big you don't want like 20 team leagues that's ridiculous but 16 yeah maybe better. that's too sensible and as we know <laughs> it's like the, the authorities have no authority or interest as as has been said but we'll see how this plays out i think that's how we'll end this episode, but we'll we'll just go around everyone. Any final thoughts? Anything that's caught your eye this week? Anything funny that's caught your eye? Let's start with Doug. Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, I don't know if you, anyone watched the Liverpool Tottenham game today. No, I did. Uh, sen- sensational moment where Jurgen Klopp, who I don't think I like anymore. Uh, anyway, he ran when they scored their late goal, he ran at the fourth official like it was really bad, like in his face, like celebrating. I saw Klopp was trending on Twitter. I didn't well, I can't see why. As he ran, he pulled his hamstring. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's well worth watching. 
I mean, to be totally honest, he, I, he'll get a ban for what, I mean, it was it was awful like, what he did to the, <laughs> the other one, but it was absolutely hilarious. The other one is our good friend Jamie Insel. I don't know if you've noticed him on Twitter recently. Absolute meltdown today. He, I mean, oh. is he like the biggest bell end on the planet? He's basically challenged some guy to a bare knuckle fight. I mean, who even talks like that anymore? <laughs> some like literally some goalkeeper of another team or something who must have said something to him. And he's like, Oh, we'll organize it properly and we'll have a bare knuckle fight. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, a That's little it. bit of a meltdown. They, basically, he scored the winner to get take them up in the playoff. He was a winner, whoever it is that he's he's playing for now. And this guy, he's obviously had a bit of aggro, and he's he, he rolled out a whole load of screenshots from people saying shit to him um, all year, um, and then obviously won the won the playoffs. And then he's just been basically getting it up people for twenty four hours, which you've got to admire the shit housery of it all. Um, saving the screenshots for the the potential that you go up in your playoffs, like you know, oh, that I'd, part's I'd, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, you're a bit like fair fox to you for that, Jamie. But I like the whole, uh, you know, they were basically like, I come on, then sort of stuff, and like you're in your thirties, lads. Eh? Come on, yeah. <laughs> just watch the Klopp thing. It's hilarious. Why was he in the fourth official's face when his team scored? Because <laughs> no idea. Because he's a knob. I, I don't know. He, he gives this whole, you know, laughy, jokey thing that um, he's a very bitter man, is, is Jürgen. This is one thing we didn't mention. It was quite funny. was Aaron Steele's attempted, like, roly-poly tackle. That was outstanding. He, he was lying <laughs> yeah. on the ground and he realised he couldn't get up. So he, he sort of rolled like he's rolling down a hill towards the Albion Rovers player to try and tackle him. Uh, he kind of put him off enough that it worked, but that was excellent. Never seen that before. I hope that's yeah. in the highlights. Phil Jones-esque. It was, it was Phil Jones-esque. 100%. <laughs> Any final thoughts from you, Lee? I'm really hungover and I want to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> My final thought is I, I, I want to talk about the Rovers, but not Wraith Rovers. TSS Rovers, it's a team that I'm involved with oh, right here. No, because they've just made history. And this is a team I've been involved with since the start in Michael, 2017. Michael, very quick, very... Come on, what does the TSS stand for? I'm not telling you. Come on, come <laughs> on. We're not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt your whole thing unless you Penny tell C me. AFC. Total Soccer Systems. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, shoot. Tell us the story about Total Soccer Systems FC. No, TSS Rovers. So, no, <laughs> briefly, I've been involved with them since the start in 2017. Um, I am their media officer, which was a role we had to create this year because I've never needed one before. I've done their commentary since 2017. So last year, they won the new Tier 3 league here, talking about non-league and stuff. It's a semi-pro league, but they're an amateurs. They don't play any of their teams. It's like Queen's Park back in the day. They have just become the first team to move on in the Canadian Championship by beating a professional side, 3-1, Valor FC from Winnipeg. I don't name these teams, Doug. <laughs> but anyway, no, they made no. history. It was Can a 3-1 win. It, was, it brought me back to all East Fife's Cup wins that we've had over the years, which are some of the most special moments I've ever had. Under the lights, a cup shock, non-league team knocking off a pro team 
and they didn't just knock them off. They were like three 0 up and missed a penalty. They like destroyed them. They're now into the quarterfinals, and they're technically three wins away from the Champions League now, and could get in the Club World Cup. That's not going to happen, uh, but <laughs> also it, it was on, a magical that, night. Mike, oh, that sounds like a magical night. Uh, also, the we're. Inverness, Cali Thistle are 90 minutes away from guaranteed group stage European football next season. Amazing. Ooh. I mean, oh, got to do oh, actually, are they in European football if they lose? No. Does the Scottish Cup finalists get in? No. No, they changed that. It, it still goes to the league. But, I mean, it might be... I mean, that'd be so funny. Imagine that, a championship. It would be tremendous. It, like, yeah. now that we've lost our record of being the only team outside the top flight to win the Scottish Cup, I'd love them to do it. Yeah, they won't. Yeah. No, I mean, they probably get hammered 5-0 in the final, to be fair. Although I watched sports scene just before we recorded this, and that Celtic Rangers semi was awful. Yeah, it was bad. It was pretty bad. And what was quite funny is they did all their pyros at the start, and then they had to literally have to stand there because you couldn't see it on the TV. Yeah. It, it happened here in a game, they let Pyros off in Toronto and it set off all the fire alarms and they had to delay the game for six minutes while they shut all the fire alarms off. <laughs> Although, do you know what? I I quite like the whole Pyro thing. If it's done right, yeah. it's pretty cool. I, I quite like it. I think so too. Anyway, yeah. that is it for this episode. We've covered a lot. We are cock-a-hoop. Some of us are hungover. Some of us are away to go and get lunch. We'll be back with another episode soon. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us on the podcast all season long. There's a lot more football to be played. Can his Fife get promoted? We think they can. We hope they can. We'll find out soon. Till next time, take care and mon the Fife! Lord Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course better. All conquering East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road, to sing my songs for the boys in black and gold, I heard the stories about 1938. I was just a boy and you had have to wait Now there's broken dreams and what might have been at that stadium by the shore But those glory days ago might return once more